Yeah, Patrick Dangerfield, and he did it last week at that uh, session when he was playing forward. He put an Instagram post out about playing maybe as a forward, given his Instagram post was him on the new recruit defender, Connor O'Sullivan, and he's having another shot at goal now, Danger. Uh, he's missed that one, but he's looking good as a forward, one of the change-ups for the Cats, maybe. Although it is hot, so maybe they're not running him as much through the midfield today. A lot of things you do pick up in these games. As I mentioned, I think the Swans played football, dare I say it. Their ball use by foot was fantastic. Happy to go wide on a number of occasions, and they made sure that they didn't bomb it long, given how good a defence the Giants have. I mean, the Giants have Sam Taylor, Buckley, Himmelberg, Iden, Ash, and Aaliyah all back there, and Cal Ward waiting for that long bomb kick so they can gobble it up. And the Swans kicked around them quite a bit today, and Look really impressive with that ball movement. Wide a few times, inside of the corridor a few times, and wide of the pockets to allow their goal kickers to kick. Lachlan McCurdy was watching it for Code Sports as a reporter at Tramways Oval for us as well, but you can read his stuff at codesports.com.au and across the News Limited platforms. He's been good enough to give us his thoughts on what he saw. Welcome to you, Lachlan. Great to have you on. Good afternoon, Dwayne. Yeah, good to be with you. So what did you see today? Uh, we've been talking a bit about Brodie Grundy and the Swans ball movement and uh, Aaron Cabman's had a couple of mentions from me. What are your thoughts as to what happened today? Yeah, I think overall it was a very high-quality hit-out for their first game of the year. I think um, good conditions for fast attacking footy here um, up in Sydney. Sort of a 30-degree day, perfect weather. So it was always going to be exciting, but it was a real physical encounter. that top town rival needs to kind of fought into it a little bit, but... Yeah, I think some of the guys you mentioned there were real standouts. I thought Brody Grundy, while he, he probably didn't have the most amazing game in terms of stats and things like that, that he, he just looked a composed presence around the stoppages uh, for this Swan side and kind of someone that they've definitely been missing. While I think that your point was really good in terms of a, a really solid defence to come up against, uh, the Swans forward line looked really good. They lowered the eyes, they found some really nice targets and, yeah, the scoreboard chose 16 goals. It was a, a nice day out for them. And as tough as a day it's been for Melbourne supporters, uh, James Jordan looked pretty good on a wing too. Yeah, he's someone who I think will definitely... Uh, Melbourne fans will be going, why have we let go of him? Because he just looks like he's flooded into this side nicely. I think he looks comfortable on the wing. He looks like that guy who, almost like Errol Gordon on the other side, is happy to sit forward, sit back so wherever he's needed to, to get a bit of the action. And Yeah, I, I think he's just got a, a real good ability to make a close decision by hand, whether it's uh, with a kick or... Uh, finding that right handball of someone inside or outside. So, yeah, I think he'll slot in nicely to the Swans' best 23. And the Giants, obviously, they have the nuts and bolts to be a pretty good team again this year. They, um, If Cadman can provide as that, he's the number one pick from two years ago in his second year, then they're going to be a different team altogether because we know Hogan can play. They've got a couple of other forwards who are guns. But if Cadman gets added to that mix, look out. Yeah, I think so. And I think what I really liked about Cadman's game was that it, it was a quiet game to start. There were a few of us going, OK, he hasn't done a whole heap in the first quarter, but he showed this determination to go, OK, I need to get into this game and, and really built into the second and third and played his best in the fourth quarter, which is what you, you want from a, a young kid, that, that ability to kind of build up in, in that performance. So I, I think his set shots looked really good. There was one from sort of right in front of us in one of the forward pockets looked great and some really strong contested marks as well. So it's uh, promising sides all around. Can you see Isaac Henney playing in the midfield more? He started in the centre square for the opening bounce and was in there quite a bit today. 
Yeah, I think it's something we'll see a bit of. I, I had a chat to him pre-season, and he says he really likes... He feels he's a better player when he's got that balance or that mix of playing both on ball and then also getting forward. So I think I wouldn't be surprised sort of seeing him start on that half-forward line, but really dropping in so he's around stoppages a little bit more this year. And the ball uses off half-back as well. Matt Roberts played, I think, off half-back and a little bit of wing today. There's a bit of a trend. North Melbourne did it yesterday, and that is if you're going to handball chain it, by all means, do it, but make sure your last handball is to a guy who can kick it well, and that seems like it's going to be a, a trend. Run it, run it, and then give it to someone who can kick. It's not always going to be Blake here. It looks like they've got a couple of others that might be doing that as well. Yeah, I think so. I think that's um, that they're pretty uh, well set for some really good um, kicks on them, the Swans. Um, Blakey, as you said, Roberts, and I think Braden Campbell also had a fantastic mm, game. He's got yeah. one of the best left foots in the comp. So I think we're going to see a lot of that run off the Swans, and I think Blakey's almost going to be that third that hybrid third tall, they probably don't need to bring in another defender. And if that's the case, it's clear the Swans are, are all guns in on kind of moving the ball quickly this year. Yeah, it's, it's a good news story with both teams up there. You'll be covering them during the course of the year, Lachlan, but uh, who knows? You, they could even play in that last game in September. That's how good their lists <laughs> are. And Errol Gordon, I watched the first half of that game, obviously, and took notes and then had both games to watch and to start this show. So I had the Geelong Carlton game to watch as well as that game. And, and take calls here for Midday Madness, which has been a bit of a fun morning given how big a couple of the stories are. But Errol Gordon was protected early and then came on later. Didn't see a lot of the ghoul? Yeah, so he came on. It was always part of the plan just to get a half a footy into him. And he came on a little bit towards the end of that second quarter and looked at it pretty good. Like, he's Errol Gordon. We know what to expect from him now. So it wasn't mm. a big, amazing hit out for him. But he was always in the right spot. He found some nice targets and was running around pretty nicely. So... Yeah, I think we know what to expect from him now, and it's just building up his workload, so he's ready for that opening game against Melbourne. Hey, great to have you on. I really appreciate you taking our call, and we'll read more of your stuff at codesports.com.au. Anytime. Thanks so much, Dwayne. Lachlan McCurdy at Tramways Oval giving us the latest there.